Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios, with Mike, Kevin, and Earl, concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. Tweet, message, email, snap, or mind meld with them right now. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast, and around the world. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal a Cell Phone Pistol Studios. My name is Mike. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Listen, uh, let me go around the room real quick, introduce my patriots sitting with me today, because, you know, you know, if I don't do that, it's just me sitting here talking to myself. So, you know, let's, let's get... Let's <laughs> we get, wouldn't want that. No, not at all, not at all, not at all. Let's well, get, it is entertaining. You know what? Uh, yeah, you, you, listen, folks, just to let you know, sometimes we'll sit around here, the three of us will sit around, and uh, we'll have a question, we'll have something going on, and, uh, and, and Eric, uh, excuse me, and, and uh, uh, Earl and Kevin will have a... Uh, have some kind of side deal going on to see who could talk the least during the show. <laughs> and uh, I'll look up, not knowing that they're playing games, and go, so what do you think? And they'll go, no, I like it. <laughs> you know, Sounds good. Yes, and just leave you hanging. And, and you got to jump right back into it. So become a pretty adept at uh, picking up for them when they drop me like that. So it's, Yeah, uh, turn that 440-yard uh, relay into a 440-yard sprint. That's exactly right. Yeah, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh, but hey, let me go around the room real quick. On my right, the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome back. His name is Earl. Talk to corporate. Approve memos. Lead a workshop. Remember birthdays. And then every now and then we have to get the producer to turn your mic off so we can get a word in edgewise. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Listen, there's uh, there's some guests that I talk to. There's some guests that uh-huh. you, guys, you guys talk to. And then... Um, I guess there's other guests that none of us talk to. <laughs> just, I wouldn't necessarily yeah. call those guests. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, just leave them on hold. Just leave them on hold. <laughs> we'll, we'll get right to them. We'll we right like watching them. the light blink. Yeah. Uh, normally, would be sitting on my left would be the courtroom assassin, the legal ninja, maximum effort attorney Kevin Maxwell. Kevin said he had a banquet to go to today. So he's going to be expending maximum effort schmoozing. I'm betting he's wearing a kilt. Yeah, it's entirely possible. When he dresses, I wouldn't put it past. He dresses up, and if it's anything industry related, uh, it's a it's it's a it's a kilt he wears. And uh, like Kevin would say, do you know why it's called a kilt? Because if he was wearing something under it, then it'd be called a skirt. That's right. And if you call it a skirt, then you get kilt. <laughs> <laughs> so that's 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 Kevin's. Uh, so hey, listen, we got a we got a really good show uh, coming up for you. Today. Really big shoe. Really big shoe. Really big shoe. We have. Uh, let's take a, let's take a look at the topic list, shall we? 
Um, we will definitely be talking to you about the, uh, the the shooting out at the Garlic Festival in California. Mm-hmm. Um, there's currently, as we sit here watching the news over our shoulder, I see that there's something unfolding in El Paso, Texas. Yes. Um, we'll try and take a look at that, and perhaps by the end of the show, I'll give you something if we can, but you know how that goes. You know, Anything that we give you now over something that uh, is unfolding is just going to be purely speculative, and we, and we don't, we don't want to do that. We want to... See when we've got some facts, right? And then we'll let you know. If we get some facts by the end of the show, last segment or two, then we'll talk to you about it. But and if you don't know about it, uh, you know from what I'm from watching the ticker underneath here, it says El Paso shooting, uh, uh, 18, 18 shot. So okay, we'll, yeah, s- was, we'll see what uh, that says. What I saw was you know took place in a in a mall in El Paso. Okay, okay. Um, I know. Listen, you know facts we know is uh, you know El El Paso, eighteen, border town next to Juarez. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's all I got. That's okay. all I got so far. Um, new mayor there, been there about a year or two. Uh, Republican mayor, previous to that, uh, Democrat administrations. Okay. Um, that, that, that's it. Really got nothing else. I, you got more than I Well, did. you know what? I, I Googled uh, the El Paso city history, and that was the first two sentences. Okay. So that, that's all I got. Uh, we are going to be talking to you about some uh, rulings from the ATF, the Alcohol, the Bureau of Alcohol, Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, the BATF, E-A-T-F-E. that one. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. We're going to be talking about them. That's, um, that's kind of a black and white scenario that they're putting out there, but uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's somebody else that wants to, wants to call it a different color. So we're going to talk to you about some ATF rulings that we're going to, we're going to give to you as well. Um, we, uh, the Florida Attorney General, has, uh, has, uh, she stepped up this week yes. about uh, some firearms-related issues. We're going to be talking about that. Um, you know, this first one... Um, I think I think we'll just wait. I think we'll wait. I think we'll wait. We'll wait till we get Major Bill on the program. Perhaps we'll discuss um, tactical weapons placement alternatives. Should oh we, yes, leave that, like that one. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's okay. a good teaser. Okay. That's yeah, a tac- good teaser. Tactical weapons placements alter- uh-huh. placement alternatives. Um, go ahead, sir. In the home. In the home. In the home. In the home. We will definitely be revisiting our list that we gave you about a month ago, and we had to cut it short. Of items you can and cannot bring on to an aircraft. Uh, so we will, we will be speaking to you about the things you can bring into carry on or the things you can check or the things that are just a no, no altogether. Uh, I believe that this story that uh, we're going to discuss is a TSA overreaction. You and I have both seen them. Many, many of you folks out there have seen TSA uh, overreactions. Um, well, you know, that's uh, it's TSA. Yeah, it. yeah. TSA, TSA. It's the security appearance. They want to make you feel safe. They want to make you feel safe. But oh, they, yeah. yeah. You know what? I don't want to bag on them. There's, there's a lot of good people in the TSA. The problem that we've said, and I've worked with them for many, many years, is the problem with TSA is when President Bush uh, W. said, uh, we're creating this new agency, D- TSA, under the new DHS, but we're going to allow those old people to keep their jobs. Do you remember who used to do security at the airport? No. Okay. It was, it was Wackenhut, and it was you oh, know, your yeah, local no. rental securities. Mm-hmm. Um, so the faces stayed... But the uniforms change. <sighs> correct, correct. So, you know, you've got a lot of that legacy people there. Mm. Wonder if there's some wonderful people that were there at that time. There's some wonderful people that were that have become on since then from many other federal agencies. Uh, other federal agencies to, used to rotate through to become the what did they call it? The assistant director of law enforcement at each of the airports would be a a rotating FBI guy, ATF guy, DEA guy, something like that because they wanted they wanted experience with federal law enforcement working there. TSA now does that job for the most part on their own or DHS does with their agents, but for a very long time, it was, uh, hey, I used to make, uh, you know, $7 an hour. Now I'm making 15 and I got a federal, federal, uh, benefits package. Woo-hoo! Yeah. So 
that's that's a lot of the problem there. It's the uh, yeah. they, they don't care. They don't care. They don't care. Yeah, you you refuse to send a cowboy hat through the uh, X-ray machine because it's gotten crushed before. Yeah, requires supervisor. Got to have a supervisor over here. Yeah, uh-huh. so he's got a blue. He's got an exploding hat. Yeah, I think he's got an exploding can, hat. Can I check it yeah. manually? Sure, not a problem. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. There's nothing in here. There's, you check the hat band. Check the hat band. Yeah, yeah. That's not crazy. Um, hey, listen, we get back next segment, though. It's, uh, you know, a segment, two segments, three segments, I don't know, uh, you know, four hours, whatever it takes. Take a segment. Whatever it takes. Um, next segment, we get back. This is a cool story. Uh, well, it's a unique story. It's not cool for, for those involved. Um, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a guy. He's a combat vet. He's a police officer, decorated um, police officer out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, he, he got fired last week. What did he do? Well, I know. You, you, you guess, Earl. Did he? You didn't? No, no. He didn't he, beat. He's, you're making he, like you're beating somebody up. He didn't beat a suspect. No, he didn't do that. Did he arrest the wrong person? He did not arrest the wrong person. No, he's he's been a, he's been a, gr- a great person on the job. We've seen that. Ooh, he pulled over the wrong person. No, he didn't pull over the wrong person. He didn't do anything like that. Well, then I guess he didn't give a ticket he, to the wrong person. He owns a, an upcoming successful business uh, that is as an alcohol distillery with that he's properly licensed, and uh, evidently that's a conflict for the Raleigh police chief. Huh? He's insubordinate. He's insubordinate. It's not even a conflict. What? He's insubordinate. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You, you need to, you need to quit. So, oh, okay. when we get back, we're going to be talking to uh, former officer Eric Tanzi, and uh, you listen to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studio. Stick around. The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Kel-Tec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. 
Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, you have the right of choice. You have the right to read books others don't like. You have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. You have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Mike. The following segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you like bourbon? Do you like America? Then you'll like Boundary Oak Distillery. Go to BoundaryOakDistillery.com to learn more. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal, a cell phone pistol studios. Hey, don't forget, next weekend, we're going to be uh, live, coming to you live from the Georgia Carry Convention in, uh, in Helen, Georgia. That's uh, about an hour, hour and a half northeast of Georgia there. Earl, you've been there. Haven't you been there before in Helen, Georgia? Yes, I have. I've not been there. Big German town, I hear. Big uh, big German facility. Well, uh, big uh, little town. Like, it's big, like... big on German atmosphere. Oh, okay. There we go. They got, uh, they got the you know, good, uh, Hof, Hofbrauhaus kind of stuff, you know, the beer, beer steins and... Yeah, yeah. They've right. got they've got German beer and food, so all right. So you're, you'll be good. I uh, I may or may not be back after that. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's kind of a thing. So uh, uh-huh. so so you know how it goes. Um, hey, uh, we got a, we got a caller on the line with this, um, and this is this is um, uh, twofold for me. This is it's a, it's an honor to have him on the line with this. Um, uh, this is uh, this is uh, Eric Tanzi. Eric and I served in Afghanistan together, which seems like a very long time ago now. As I sit here and say that, um, and Eric's been a, a distinguished. A police officer for the past eight years in the city of Raleigh, and and, and uh, until this past week, Eric, when uh, when they decided that um, your service to the country and your service to the city was no longer required. Uh, yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, I uh, was going good up until this week. You uh, you you have let's 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 set this to the folks. You uh, you started about three years ago. Um, you know what 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 many of us in the in public service are always looking for, looking for that. Uh, What's the job going to be after this? You know, what, what can I do as the side job? Now, for those firemen listening, that happens while you're in the academy, I think, because they got a second job from day one because uh, they only work one every three days. A little shot at my fireman friends there. Um, <laughs> but um, but you, you, after four or five, you know, five years on a department, you, uh, you and some of your friends created Instill Distilling. Yeah, yes, sir. Um, yeah, I've always had a huge passion for wine. Um, and another one of my... Veteran uh, brothers who uh, is still currently 
uh, active duty. Uh, he and I met serving uh, under uh, the special operations community years ago, and, and we kind of fell in love with wine and food, food and wine pairings. And, they, you know, over 12 years, that kind of spawned into spirits. And so it was something that we were always wanting to do. And when I became a police officer, I, I really got serious about uh, my knowledge, and I enrolled myself uh, through the Society of Wine Educators and the Gala Wine Academy to achieve the Certified Specialist of Wine exam. And then uh, I got the Level 1 Sommelier diploma knocked out. And then uh, after that, you know, I knew I was going to get into the industry somehow. I really didn't want to leave being a cop. Right. So I knew that I couldn't serve in a restaurant capacity or, or anything like that and serve as a cop. Um, but then, uh, you know, we had this idea about a craft distillery. And, um, you know, that kind of fit into, to, it kind of would make the way that I could do kind of everything that I love in life. And so that's when we ventured out to do this distillery put it together three years ago, yep. I remember when you did the, uh, when, you, when you went through all the wine tasting schools and the wine, uh, you know, you became the, the, the taster extraordinaire. We followed, you know, all of us, uh, you know, friends, you know how it is. You, you get on with Facebook and you feel like you don't have to pick up the phone because I know what you do every day. Um, you know, so we, we, all, we all followed along and watched that and we're fascinated because, well, we were soldiers and it's alcohol, so we were fascinated. So, you know, uh, uh, and, um, and, and then you, again, you started with Instill. Now, you were with the police department there in Raleigh for, about five years before this started, did you keep this a secret from them when you when you did this? No, 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 absolutely not. Um, you, you know, I've, I've always been a character <laughs> at the police department. It's just uh, I have a very loud personality, um, and so uh, you know, I think it would be hard pressed to find somebody in the police department that didn't know who I am. Right. Because everybody knows what I'm doing. I'm I'm very transparent on social media. I'm very transparent in everyday life. Life. You know, all the lawyers. Uh, you know, would. We, we would be on the stand going through a case, and then when the when the trial was over, they would be asking me wine questions right afterwards. So, right. I mean, everybody right. knew who I was. Let me, uh, let me say this before, before, you, before you jump in. Let me say this. You, you, you are very open on social media, but if anybody, even your friends, looked at your social media account, even your personal social media account, nobody would have any idea of, of your of military background and definitely your law enforcement. You have followed those rules to the T as far as, my, you know what's what's my professional life and what's my personal life are separate, and we don't put our police work on there. Yeah, no, I, and, and you know, um, I, my police my police life does not help my wine life. Uh, right. People in the people that are drinking wine and beer don't care that you're a cop, and I don't right. think they necessarily care that you're a veteran. So I, I keep all that stuff separate. You right. know, my wine life is my wine life. Yeah, so. yeah. So you uh, you you yeah. start telling the department. Again, you, you got the you got the prosecutors coming to you after after trial and asking you wine questions, and you, so you, you let the department know you're you're doing this. You seek their you know advice and counsel. Oh yeah, yeah, and you know just about every um, you know we looked at the we looked at the policy several times, um, you know, and, and really simply owning a distillery, there, there wasn't anything in policy that said you cannot own, you know, a distillery, and right. you know we're not out to. We're not getting people drunk. You, you can't. You can only do a quarter ounce tasting. You know, if, if you go to communion at church, you know you're 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 taking about an ounce of of communion, right? Right. And, right. and if that's real wine, you're getting an ounce of wine. We can serve a quarter ounce, so you're getting three times as much alcohol, or three three times as much content right. than you would get at, at my distillery. So there was no like, you know, it's not a place where you can come and get drunk. It's not a place where you can come and. Um, make dangerous life decisions. And, you know, our whole brand's not even built around that. Our, our brand motto has always been from the beginning, hard work, family first, and at the end of the night, enjoy a craft beer responsibly. That's always been our motto. So we're not wrapped around or geared up towards uh, poor life decisions or uh, reckless, uh, you know, reckless decisions. So for us, 
you know, we, there, there's nothing, there's nothing in policy that's being broken. I'm not physically selling you anything. I'm not physically handing you a bottle. I'm not physically serving you any alcohol. Right. You know, the owner, there's people in the distillery. I, I do get the tour because I enjoy it. I'm passionate about right. our process and how we do things, but I'm not physically breaking those policies. And so, you know, it was kind of came to the consensus that, well, he's not doing anything wrong. And, and there's other law enforcement officers that, that, that technically handle alcohol and secondary employment. Right. Um, I, I don't really want to call those guys out, but the department's aware of that. And they've always been aware of that because, you know, some of it is done even on police premises and those things are just kind of ignored, which, you know, I think are have way more litigation than, than anything that, that we're doing. And I'm in a different County as well. I think right. Yeah, to know. exactly. Now let me, let me, let me walk people through it for those that have never been on a, a distillery tour before or a, a brewery tour. You know, you, you, you get to go through, you see how it's made, you get to hear the, you know, the history of it, whatever, whatever the, uh, the, the owners or the, you know, the employees want you to hear. And then you get to the little tasting center. Some charge for the tasting, some don't charge for the tasting, but you get, just like Eric said, that, that little third ounce, that little, that little tiny cup, uh, and here's your swig and that's it. And you're not, you're not sitting around at a bar serving, you know, serving drunks, uh, you know, a quarter ounce of liquor for 12 hours. You know, you, you don't keep doing that. This is the taste. Yeah, it's just enough to tick me off. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. And, and, you know, everybody's very excited about this. Um, all the law enforcement officers were, you know, for us, the distillery was, was not only something that the town could be proud of, right. but something that everybody could be a part of. And, you know, the veterans that were following us on social media through various veterans' websites, when they would see us building, you know, it started out as, like, one guy hanging out. And then that one guy started into two guys hanging out. And so almost every weekend or every evening that I posted on social media that I would be there, I mean, veterans and first responders would just show you know? Right. And, um, and it was so fun. And, and it, uh, it came like a, a sanctuary um, yeah. where people could laugh and have a good time and be a part of this is still, I think a part of social media following has been uh, so crucial to us and it's been so beneficial to us is because people really feel like they're a part of our distillery. Um, and so we thought we were doing something, we still feel like we're doing something very positive for the community. It is. And then listen, let's, uh, we got about a minute, minute and a half left before, before we jump into the, the break. The inst- it's Instill Distilling. How did you come up with the name Instill Distilling? Well, we came up with the Instill Distilling Company just because, um, you know, it's, it's really hard. We didn't really want to play on our veteran status. We didn't want to play on police status. Right. We didn't want to play on our career status. We wanted to, to come up with something. Like, what are we trying to do with this company? And what we're trying to do is instill a, a blue-collar spirit. We are three guys. We didn't go out and get an investor. We didn't go out and get bank loans. I mean, it's three guys that had a dream, and we literally worked our way through the stream. The, the distilling permit is the hardest permit in the United States to obtain. Yeah. It's very difficult. And it's even more difficult to do it legally. And we can probably say that we went through every step. We didn't do any hooch in our backyard. We didn't try to come up with a recipe illegally. You know, we had to go to legal distilleries to do that. Right. And so, uh, you, you know, we're proud to say, so we're trying to instill that spirit back into America, that you don't have to have this crazy loan. You don't have to be uh, all the stainless steel and the flash. It just takes hard work every day. And that's, you know, where we came up with instill, trying to instill those values. Eric, just to clarify, what what do you uh, distill at Instill Distilleries? You... We distill rum um, and various types of rum, and, and also whiskey is something that we're really passionate about getting into. We just launched two months ago, and okay. uh, unbeknownst to us, 
our white rum has been flying off the shelves. We haven't even <laughs> been able to keep up with production at this point. So. Excellent. Eric, let me, uh, let me put you on hold for just a second. We got, uh, we got break time, folks. It's instilldistilling.com. Go to instilldistilling.com. You could, uh, you could see them, learn about the product, and we'll be back with Eric after the break. I started smoking when I was 13. I always thought when the time came, I could quit. No problem. Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey, and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. (laughs) Right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, there were more than a few, I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never, ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from smokers we've helped to finally quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the Quitter in You at quitterinyou.org. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Earl. This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by GunTech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. We want to jump right back in our topic. We just got uh, we got the segment left here with uh, with Mr. Eric Tanzi. Eric is a uh, let's go over this set this reset this for you folks. He's a combat veteran. He's a decorated police officer. Up until this previous week, the Raleigh Police Department fired him because he owns part of a legally licensed new distillery in the state of North Carolina. Is that is that about right, Eric? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, real quick, you're gonna, uh, your your whole intro going into uh, you know one minute ten seconds. I feel like I'm uh, feel like I'm back uh, about to jump out of an airplane. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> ten seconds. Right you know what? Yes, yeah, so I like. Yeah. 
It's funny you say that because uh, when our producer says that, we respond just just the same kind of way. It's a countdown in 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 the studio here. We do one minute, one minute, and holding one minute. You know, we do stand it all. up. Yeah, we, it's yeah. A, it sounds Woke like up. it sounds yeah. just I, like I, it. Like, I my stomach dropped. I was like, wait a minute, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not jumping up. <laughs> Listen, there was, uh, I think it was last week in here, you know, I was not paying attention as well as I should have. Somebody said something and I went to grab for my helmet. I was putting, <laughs> I was putting my, I was trying to adjust my helmet instead of my headphones. So I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Um, hey, yeah, but let's talk instilled distilling for a second before we talk about Raleigh Police Department. Instilled distilling, our Earl asked you before we went out, you guys uh, are making rum right now and, and the white rum. So tell us, tell us about the products you have and the products you envision for the future. Yeah, so uh, right now we have a white rum, and, uh, you know, excitingly, because we didn't get a major investor or a major bank loan, we don't have a lot of debt, so we get a lot of time to spend on the actual product. So we get to wait until we get it right, and that's exciting because we're not under a whole bunch of pressure to pay somebody back. So we've really gotten to um, spend a lot of time perfecting our white rum. Um, uh, we're really excited about our white rum. We were actually sponsoring the Extortion 17 event last night, which was for the 31 Special Operations Soldiers who died in Extortion 17 in Afghanistan. It was right. a wonderful event, but right. they sold out of our Mojito cocktails. Um, of course, all proceeds went back to Extortion 17 families, but uh, Reverie Cocktails sold out of our cocktails uh, in less than an hour and a half, over 100 cocktails made with our rum. So we know our white rum's doing the trick. It goes great in cocktails. Next thing that we're coming out with is our spice rum. Uh, it took us a year and a half, but we were able to acquire the highest-rated cinnamon in the world from the oldest surviving cinnamon clone, which is called uh, Clone 5 Ceylon Cinnamon from Sri Lanka. Wow. So those are kind of the cool things that we get to do with our sommelier wine nerd backgrounds is we get yeah. to make spirits that are more like a wine than a, than a spirit. That's very cool. Any, any plans beyond beyond that into you know the bourbons, the whiskeys, anything like that, or yeah, is, is yeah. rum where it is? Yeah. Absolutely. No, we, um, you know, we, we hope to start our whiskey production. I was actually got to sit on the combine with the farmers to harvest the wheat that was going to be used for our, our whiskey. So I'm wow. really excited and passionate about that. Um, right now we're having a production issue just because our white rum is, you know, we're in, I think, 11 different counties right now, and we're having a hard time keeping it on the shelves. Yeah. Uh, so right now we're working uh, 16-hour days, six days a week, but we, we're making plans to, um, to try to squeeze in that whiskey. But we're not going to release that whiskey for a number of years. It's going to sit in an oak barrel. We're going to do it sure. right. We're not... We're not going to take any shortcuts with it. No, you, you, you've got to. You know, listen, I and mean, that's a, it's a, I know, you know, uh, you know, bourbon is Kentucky and you got whiskeys down there. It was, um, I was up there doing some military stuff last year and uh, we drove into a place in, uh, it was in, North, we were in North Carolina. I'm trying to remember where it was. We found a place that had some old black, bo black bottles of uh, Pappy Van Winkles and we drove, uh, you know, six, 700 miles oh, wow. to go get them. So we, we got two, three cases of them we brought home and uh, we, uh, <laughs> we, we killed half and then we haven't touched the other half since. So. You know, we we get it. <laughs> we, exactly right. Um, hey, let's let's talk um, let's talk about Raleigh Police Department for a moment. You know, this this whether it's you know chief administration. This does not sound like uh, executive leadership at the, executive leadership, top leadership that's standing by their officers. From everything that you've told me, from everything that I've seen that you've posted, all of your middle management there. You you know, they they seem to be supportive of you. You you went to them ahead of time. All of that occurred, but something's going on at the executive level there that's that says. You know, not not is this a violation of the policy here, but you're insubordinate, and I'm not sure how that works. Yeah, um, and you know, like I said, that yeah, it was such a huge shock um, to me because of the support that we've had from the beginning, and then all of a sudden, right before we get the doors open, 
uh, I'm public enemy number one to a bunch of people I don't know. And, and, you know, I knew everybody at the Raleigh Police Department. I really did. And when I got over to when they started this internal affairs investigation about the distillery, you know, all of a sudden I'm in front of these investigators I've never met, I've never seen before, and I'm being met with extreme hostility extreme hostility and uh you know i even had to break up part of the investigation to to, to ask him to calm it down a little bit yeah. because i've done nothing wrong i haven't committed a crime here folks i mean right. no moral value violation no ethical violation no legal violation it's simply an interpretation of a policy that we need to discuss as, as gentlemen and uh you know they kind of blew it all out of proportion so i'm not sure what the agenda is um I don't know where the disconnect is, but I've tried to reach out to the chief. I've tried to have these adult conversations to try to, to try to figure this out reasonably. You know, as police officers, we're always taught reasonableness. You know, yes. they preach about reasonable, reasonable. Um, and I just feel like this whole thing has been completely unreasonable uh, to the point where you know, I'm probably just as baffled as everybody else is. And, and you know, everybody else thinks there's more to the story, but there's, there's really not. I mean, it's, it's pretty cut and dry. And is the, you know, the chief or the executive, uh, you know, is there, have any of them have a, Family members that died from alcohol poisoning, DUIs, anything like that that, you know, that might, you know, that, that something seen with alcohol might be just horrible to them? You know, I'm not aware of anything. Of course, everybody has, has their own life stories and their own reasons for doing things, and I, I don't know about those things. I know that, you know, that, I know that the chief's son at one point um, had walked out on a bar tab right. um, and warrants taken out on her, on her son for walking out on that bar tab. As a matter of fact, those... Uh, those individuals actually served on my squad. I was not a part of that. So I know that, you know, I, I was actually, I remember making jokes. I mean, I'm glad I wasn't on yeah, that call because yeah, I, I don't yeah. want to. But I, they did get called to internal affairs, and uh, they, they didn't get um, formally reprimanded, but the investigation was why they didn't call the chief or somebody else before taking warrants out on her son for walking out on a bar tab. Yeah, why didn't you give me, why didn't you give me special permission? And I'll, let me let me say this because I don't want to, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth at all. I know you're still going through this. They, um, the, the chief there, her son has been arrested for, uh, uh, for, for fleeing the scene of an accident, stolen vehicle, a whole bunch of things. And then she, she puts the officers through internal affairs for why didn't they notify her? I don't know, chief, because in the policy, it doesn't say if my son gets arrested, I'm to call you. You know, maybe that's what it says. Um, just so those, those that are out there, uh, you know, that in the law enforcement world or, or ever had a, a boss that they looked up to, this is the kind of boss that she says, um, and you had an officer shot back in January this year, Officer Charles Ainsworth was shot and critically wounded. Um, and she, she was, she was, uh, she, they went after her for not speaking out soon. She said, there were some who quickly wanted me in front of the hospital in a particular time that was not right. We had to consider HIPAA, the law, the facts of the case, and most importantly, the family. Eric, if, if, when we served in the army, when we served, uh, you know, in, in law enforcement, if, if let's, let's go back to the army. If you're, if your CO wasn't there, if the boss wasn't there, if the battalion commander wasn't there after you got wounded or shot, did you ever, ever pay attention to anything he ever said ever again? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> no, we didn't care. Listen, if you're not, if you can't be there to support your soldier, support your officer, to support your fireman, support your paramedic, support your garbage man if he gets hit by a truck. If you're not the boss and you don't show up to support him and and, and get him, you know, you want to see him healthy and his family, you know, go make it through this. You're you're a lousy leader and you need to go home. Yeah, sure. We're all looking for uh, we're all looking for backbone. We're all looking for uh, for courage and. Um, you know, that's what we look for in, in leadership. Right now, there's this uh, culture of uh, complaints on police officers, and it's really rampant in, in Raleigh, and, it's, you know, it falls under this very broad term of discourteousy. And so any, any citizen that thinks you're discourteous can, can complain on you. And our department, 
um, are, are really reprimanding officers to the 10th degree, you know, because a, a citizen felt that you were discourteous. Now, if you're getting a ticket or you've done something wrong, I think it's sometimes natural for folks to feel that you were discourteous because you were stern or you were um, direct with them. And so for no, nobody wants to stand up and say, no, 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 listen, you did something wrong. You got in trouble for it. And this is what happens, you know. But what the funnier part of that is, is I've been in, I have been reprimanded for a discourteous attitude, which was all stemming, I think, you know, because right. of my distillership secretly. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's sad because when I sat in internal affairs, I mean, they were way more discourteous than I've ever been, um, in front of any citizen ever. I, I mean, I would never be that direct or that firm or, even violate a citizen's rights. It, it sounds like to me, Eric, the, the problem is at the top of this agency. It's not at the bottom where people are creating organizations and creating businesses like, you know, instill, that are instilling pride and everything back in the community. It sounds like the issue is at the top here, and that's what needs to be looked at. It doesn't sound like this is their support for you or at all. It sounds like the morale is low. You've had officers leave. You've had incredible things going on. But, hey, uh, Eric, we are up against the break again. It's instilldistilling.com, instilldistilling.com. We want to stay in touch with you. We want to know more, and we appreciate you coming on the program. Thanks, Mike. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. We'll see you after the break. The kel PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. kel See more at kel Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off of Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you.
Hi, this is Mike, and I'm a satisfied client. Do you have an emergency at 2 a.m. and need a lawyer? Max Law Orlando. Pop for DUI? Max Law Orlando. Custody issues? Max Law Orlando. Time for a divorce? Max Law Orlando. Do you provide a product or service but can't afford a lawyer? Max Law Orlando. Do you have a full-service law firm on speed dial? Max Law Orlando. Then these guys can make you a deal. Check them out at MaxLawOrlando.com for all your legal needs. This commercial has been paid for by The Arms Room. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. Got a question for the guys? Well, you can reach them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio live, coast to coast and around the world, with Mike and the guys in the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. The following segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by Snag Mag, the premier concealed magazine holster. Check them out today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal, a cell phone pistol studios. I want to thank our last guest. He was on uh, the previous two segments here. You know, if, you, if everybody had tuned in, it was uh, Mr. Eric Tanzi. We'd normally be calling him Officer Eric Tanzi, but the Raleigh Police Department decided that um, nope. you know him having a business on the side, a productive, law-abiding business on the side. Yeah, I was going to say a, a legal business. Yeah, 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 was uh, was too much for them. They couldn't deal with that. You know, it, you know, we didn't get a chance to talk to him about it. They said it's because uh, I guess there was a policy that said he distributed or owned, uh, or should be distributed or served alcohol. And uh, he, like he pointed out, uh, what about ministers? What about your priest on the weekend? What about those that drive, uh, you know, limos or, or, or the party buses or the buses and you can have the alcohol in there? Well, um, yeah, uh, mm, uh, we'll, let the, we'll talk to the chief about it. And then the chief said, no, he's fired. He actually got called in hmm. after, on a foot pursuit. They called him in after a foot pursuit and said, and he was still all pumped up from the foot pursuit. And they, and they said, listen, you need to resign or you're going to get fired. Huh? Why? And this went on for a little while and they said, they didn't fire him for violation of this policy, really. You know what they fired him for? Being insubordinate. Insubordinate about what? Because they told him to resign, and he didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> you need to quit. Yeah. I don't want to. All right, you're insubordinate. We're firing you. <laughs> exactly. Huh? And that's what happened. That that's what happened. That doesn't make any sense. And he stood there with his military background and knowledge and said, I'm sorry, I don't recall receiving uh, a, a, a legitimate order. That, uh, what you gave me was uh, illegal, immoral, or unethical. I don't have to follow that order. And they went, oh, you're, now you're being insubordinate with your knowledge. Yeah. So, yeah, how about that? Would you like, how'd you, how'd you like a police chief that says, uh, listen, I'm not going to the scene where my officer got shot because I want to send the wrong message? Yeah, the, I mean, when you were talking to Eric about that, you mentioned you know, military and law enforcement background, yep. which I have neither. But me as, as everyday Joe citizen, that's still, her reasoning doesn't make any sense. I mean, she, she brought up, you know, we've got to take in you know, HIPAA and everything. Okay, I understand that's that's patient privacy. And right. I, I get that, but she could simply say one of our officers was injured in whatever police related duty. Yeah, right. Right. We, we wish his or her family the best. You know, we wish him him or her the best in their recovery. Our thoughts and prayers are with their family as they go through this hard time. Uh, I mean, like you know, you mentioned you're showing support one of your employees you're not giving out details of why when where what happened yeah you know, i'm not expecting you to 
possibly risk any legalities, whether in the case or anything like that, but you've got to support your people in their actions. And it does not uh, seem as though uh, she's, she's doing that. That's, that's, for, that's for sure. Let's see. Um, you have, um, let's, let's, let's take a look. Let's take a look at something else here. Uh, Raleigh Police Department. If you want to let the Raleigh Police Department know that uh, you, you, know, you think that this is a load of crap, reach out to the Raleigh Police Department. They are, uh, I mean, let's see, you can Google Raleigh Police Department, but it's raleighnc.gov slash police, raleighnc.gov slash police. And I'll tell you there that, the, again, their police chief, she's a, what would we call? We would say she's a winner. Oh, she's okay. a she's a real winner. She's a real winner. She's somebody that uh, has not been on the road in a very very long time. Okay. Okay. Uh, administrator, uh, catering to certain aspects of public demand. Mm. Um, I don't know what to say. Uh, you know, so give old uh, Chief Cassandra Deck Hyphen Brown, uh, you know, an email and let her know that uh, you know, appreciate uh, removing some of their heroes from the street because you know. He followed the law and followed the rules and did everything above and beyond, and yet he's pulled off. This is she, she's a hack, is what she is. She's a hack from the last administration. Can I, did I say it right? Did I say okay. it right? Did I say it right? Yeah. All right. You know, she shows up with her anti-Trump hat on. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know what I'm saying? Okay. 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 All right. All right. That's what brings us all. Now I'm bring it all around to you. Now I'm connecting the dots. Lift one to leave all those facts out because that's that's that is purely my opinion. Not the opinion of uh, any of the Raleigh police officers or former police officers that we've talked to. That's my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Now that makes sense. Let's uh, let's talk about the uh, the Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Agency. Oh yes, the, the, let's. The, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Uh, they have a um, they come up with a new policy about um, what do they call it? Non-binary people. Okay. <laughs> Non-binary people. That's that does sound that sounds all. Babylon 5-ish or something. We are Star yeah. Trek The Next Generation. Mm. We are non-binaries. We are non-binaries. Uh, okay. Uh, Earl, when you fill out a form, what are some of the things on a form you have to fill out for an ATF Form 4473 when you purchase a firearm? Male, Male or female. Male or female. But I'm, but I'm non-binary. I don't care. I'm check, one of the check 20, a box. I'm one of the 2,700 different other acceptable genders. The, the oh, hold on. Let me the, see what it is this week. The government has required me not to really care which box you check off, but you have to check off a box. Hey Siri, how many genders are there? Now? <laughs> Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. Uh, 63. 63 genders as of uh, as the first hit. And we got 63 genders. So <laughs> that's what? That's, 63? You're typically oh. to describe sexes, but there are 63 genders. Now what's um, the difference between gender and sex? I know it's been so long for me too. I don't know. Well, hasn't let's see. Um, let's see we, what we what we could find out here. Um, it's oh, that's nice. It's the it's the rainbow colors of a uh, box of Crayola crayons is what they showed me here. Okay. Um, they're typically to describe sex as male and female. That sounds pretty simple and obvious, right? Okay. However, you still need to define by what criteria you define something as male and female. Earl, would you like to define? Would you like to tell me the criteria? Birth. You define male as female. Birth. <laughs> yeah, listen. Um, pull the front of your pants out. <laughs> you, uh, you, uh, you. If it's uh, you see this, you're this. If you don't see this, then you're that. You know, or you should. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do like a sweeping technique to make sure nothing got caught in, in the shorts. You know, but <laughs> that's that's uh, you. One or the other is what you are. Um, but evidently, um. That's, uh, 
that's not right because because we say that um, we're we're wrong and I'm, I'm, there's not a word in this paragraph that I could read to you on the actual radio. <laughs> you know, if you were to tune in for a special podcast edition, I don't know, but this, there's, there's not a word in here I could, uh, if I was Dr. John Adeen, I could not get away with reading these words. You know, oh, wow. They, they are all wow, medical okay. words, but there's way too many of them. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, the ATM. They, they could be read, just not by you. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, okay, yeah. Okay. Not without the, uh, the uh, ATF's cousin, the FCC, <laughs> you know, <laughs> coming to greet us, you know? <laughs> so, uh, the ATF has said, listen. The form says male or female. That's what you get to put, male or female. If you mm-hmm. don't put male or female, let's say you abstain from, uh, from writing male or female. I don't want to put what I am because I'm not either of those. Then you don't get a gun, according yeah, to the ATF. I, I, you know, this may be a new, I think it's, you know, you were saying it's, it's a new policy or something like that. They may have made, you know, made it a new policy, right. but I remember that, you know, over five years ago when I started processing 4473s. I don't remember the specifics, but I've had customers, well, I don't want to check that off. Uh, and, and it may not have been just sex. I don't remember which Yeah, there's a couple like social security number you don't have to. And then the other well, one was ethnicity. So, social was optional. Yeah, 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 I think that was the yeah, biggest ethnicity. one was everybody, you know, kind of hung up on ethnicity. Yeah. And, you know, so I don't want, you know, I'm, I'm not any of those. Yeah. Well, you, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, do a DNA test, yeah. check off which, you know, which one you would like or as many as you would like. Right. Because that's in the rules. Right. You just have to select something. Right. You know, I'm, and if you, if you don't check off the required boxes, as trivial as they may seem, we can't complete this sale. You know, for many years, until they changed the form again, I would select Native American. Uh, yeah, I was born in, in the United States. I was of America, born right so. here in America. Yeah. But then they changed it to, um, uh, uh, was it no, Pacific Islander, uh, Na- Native uh, I- American Indian? They, you know, they, they changed the words. But I was uh, Native American right here, born right here. Yeah, yeah. born right here. Makes so, sense to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is like you said, Earl. This is this is about a, choosing the sex. This is for this is for future identification in case the ATF is trying to find you, basically. This is, they don't care about what your preference is. And I would say all the time to people that, um, when filling out this form, you know, they would ask if they were uh, Hispanic or not, like you said, mm-hmm. and, and, and because they, that's when they got into ethnicity. Well, that's still different from sex. This is an identification feature. It's like, how tall are you? Uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm six, five, but I identify as four, two. No, you put what you are, <laughs> you put what you are. So we know when you're running down the street who we're looking for, yeah, you know, that's exactly. It craziness so put down your sacks or don't get your gun that's that's what you get pretty much hey you're listening to arms room radio coming to you live from the ideal concealed cell phone pistol studios we get back from the break uh you know we, we got more show until then exercise your second amendment rights responsibly if you aren't ready get ready and if you are ready stay ready remember keep your head on a swivel the Keltec sub 2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity not just because it's foldable and adjustable but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. 
If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. With Mike, Kevin, and Earl, concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. Tweet, message, email, snap, or mind meld with them right now. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast, and around the world. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. My name is Mike. I am the, uh, the host of the program today. And on my right, let me go around the room because you listen, you can't tell the players without a scorecard. On my right, the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Talk to corporate. Approve memos. Lead a workshop. Remember birthday. Oh, good to be back. How are you doing today, sir? Doing well. We have... Uh, we have been discussing instilled distillery on yes. the break and distilled and still distilling. And you can check them out at instilledistilling.com uh, because, um, you know, I know we're not in North, North Carolina. They're in Clayton, North Carolina. Um, but uh, we may, in honor of instilled distilling, have our own uh, taste sampling tests going on uh, perhaps uh, later this, uh, this afternoon, this evening, all day tomorrow, throughout the week at work uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, while flying aircraft and uh, you know, the, everything else, every other way we can. Sounds good to me. I want to. Hey, I want to support them. I want to support them. Yeah. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. If you didn't hear us a uh, first hour, come back, check it out. The the the, pod, the, the, the replay, of the podcast, whatever you want to call it, we post it up later in the week. And uh, you know, for those of you listening to us live, thank you. Those of you listening to us on your local radio stations, enjoying your local radio station advertising, we thank you for that as well. Uh, hey, normally sitting on my left would be the uh, the courtroom assassin, the legal ninja, the maximum effort attorney, Kevin Maxwell. But from uh, what we can figure out, he's got something with the kilt going on today, and uh, he's not—he's not here. Actually, believe what it is—it's the National Wildlife Turkey Hunting Federation. Did I get that wrong? I don't know. Okay, there's—they have their—they have their annual uh, banquet going on, and he's—he's uh, he's one of the uh, the guest kilt wearers or guest guest, <laughs> guest speakers there. So he's—he is there. So Kevin is uh, is taking care of that. Um, I want to talk to you some some TSA. Okay. We, 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 we talked a little TSA earlier on. We told you we were going to talk about TSA, and I threw some TSA under the bus because, you know. Yeah, we kind of bagged on them a little bit. They're, but. they're, they're TSA. They're TSA. Um, 
they uh, they kind of had some stuff happen this week that we should be discussing. Yeah, that th- this is a very odd situation. Yes, that I feel they handled quite well. Yes, yes, I'll agree with you there. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, a Texas man, Texas man. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you picture you know Walker Texas Ranger when you hear Texas man. No, not really. No, no. I, 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 Texas man. I picture spurs as he walked. I pick that when I hear when I hear Texas man. He checked a missile launcher into the luggage, uh, and uh, back on uh, a couple days ago, July thirtieth, he was stopped at an airport in Maryland on Monday when an airport security found a missile launcher in his checked luggage. Well, it, it's not that unheard of, being as he was overseas, yeah. you know, serving serving our country. He wanted yeah. a souvenir. Souvenir. Get Come your on. souvenirs that, that here. Tell, you, you, don't, you, you don't have to get specific. But you brought back some souvenirs, didn't you? How many years ago was that? Let's see. Um, Just all I want. Over a yes. seven. Yes. So, say all so, I want is yeah. a yes or no. Don't have uh, to give me any details. But. I absolutely, <laughs> absolutely did have some souvenirs I brought back. Um, all authorized. All authorized. You just have to label them correctly. I'll just say that. You just have to label them correctly. This... No, this is a margarita maker. <laughs> <laughs> it's a water heater? This is this. Yeah, this is exactly. It's a snow cone maker. <laughs> this is not a Griffin missile launch system. <laughs> this Oops. is a water maker. This is an ice maker. Exactly right. <laughs> um, TSA officials and airport police tracked down the man uh, at Baltimore, Washington International Airport, brought him in for questioning after they located the military weapon. Let me be clear. This is what in the military you'd call dunnage. This is expended. This is practice launcher. When you see the yellow band, you see this all the time when you see missile launcher turned in a gun buyback and it's got that yellow band oh, around yeah, it. Yeah, the, the yellow, uh, you they, know, they were the, the laws rockets. Yes. And now it's what the, yeah, the, the AT4s. AT4s yeah. yeah. The yellow band means deactivated now for training purposes only. Funny looking fiberglass tube. Exactly right. Exactly right. The picture that they're showing us has the yellow band on it, which tells me. There's not a single person that works in TSA at the Baltimore Washington International Third Good Marshall Airport that's been in the military. Because <laughs> if you see that, okay. you see that yellow band, you go, "Oh, nice ashtray, buddy." <laughs> you know, that's, that's all because that's all it's good for at this point. You know. So they uh, they 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 said, um, "Listen, we're going to keep the missile launcher." They got it over to the uh, to the, the the EOD people, the fire department people. And said, uh, they, you know, they would take care of it and dispose of it, but um, throw it in a trash compactor. Th- yeah, exactly right. You know what it is? It's it's on the chief's desk somewhere. Yeah, 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 something like that. Now you would think that would be enough, but there's more. Oh, <laughs> three days later. Okay. Three days later, another rocket launcher <laughs> <laughs> is brought home as a souvenir <laughs> with the with the. Uh, you know, an individual coming back from overseas. It has no explosives, but they think it might have contained pressurized gas. Listen, you're flying back from Iraq and you're taking all these flights. If there's anything with pressurized gas, it's you coming off the MREs. Okay. (laughs) That's that's all it is. That's it is. Um, the office said that, uh, this said a sergeant was returning from overseas that, and we hold on to the launcher until it can safely be returned. This also occurred at the Baltimore Washington International Thurgood uh, Marshall Airport. Okay. Um, the image is a very similar <laughs> container that holds 
these 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 uh, deact these missiles again. Earl, and I've got some pictures. We'll post them up on the website here or on the, on the old Facebook page. Do you notice a color on a particular uh, band that stands out on these uh, missile systems? Would that be yellow? That'd be yellow. That'd be yellow. Uh, it um, it uh, it's 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 nothing. It's nothing. It's literally a uh, it's a storage container at this point. There's no pressurized gas in it. The only pressurized gas in there is from the people making these stories up. Yeah, it's, it's, it, they're they're now conversation piece. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, and. To, to give credit to the TSA, where how we mentioned that they handled these unusual situations quite well. Yep. No arrests were made. Nope. Uh, and the first first individual that uh, his his uh, tube was uh, seized, he was even still able to uh, make his flight. Catch his next flight. If you notice in the second picture here, where they're showing us the second one, uh-huh. look behind the second one. What do you see? More tubes. The one from the first week. The one oh, from three days okay. ago. Oh, that's the that one. one. Okay. The one from three days ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, sounds like BWI, if they're so nervous about these, yeah. they're just storing them at the terminal, though. You know? So, let's, uh, let's, let's get real, folks. You could, hey, TSA, stop the alarm. You got somebody that brought home a souvenir. That's all you got. It's not a, it's not a live thing. It's not like somebody put a, put a mortar around in their luggage. You know? It's not a gun that was declared. This is... A fiberglass canister is all it is. It's a it's a it's a fiberglass canister about six inches wide, uh, three inches long. Yeah, you know, or excuse me, three feet long. That's that's about it. Uh, hey, folks, we got we got to get some more good show coming up for you. At uh, we've got uh, Major Bill is going to de- be talking to us about um, tactical firearm placement in the home. There you go. That's right. Tactical firearm placement in the home. Uh, we're going to try and get to you about uh, uh, the Florida Attorney General, and uh, hopefully we're we'll going to finish up with the uh, with the garlic festival shooting. Stick around. We got more show coming back for you after the break. The Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47-style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? 
Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Mike. The following segment is brought to you by Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you like bourbon? Do you like America? Then you're going to love Boundary Oak Distillery. Check them out today at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. Hey, do you have a firearm you want to get coated? What do you mean coated? Mike, it's not cold. It doesn't need a coat. No, it wants like a, you want a custom paint job. You want some Cerakote. You want some, uh, you want, you want some, uh, you know, camouflage, some tiger striping. You want gun candy on it? SplitterCustoms.com. Splitter customs.com where's that splitter customs.com don't worry they got themselves a federal firearms license so if you're not local to the central florida area you can ship it to them no worries they will take care of your firearm splitter customs.com for all your firearm coating needs they do everything bro they did the rims on my car nice did the rims on my car yeah i get a, I get a motorcycle helmet got done by them i don't have a motorcycle anymore but i got the helmet done it was just such good work i'm like <laughs> do the helmet just do it just do the thing do the thing with the guy do it do it these guys are great splitter customs.com we were talking to you last segment about the, the TSA finding a couple of missile launchers in, uh, well, these are former missile launchers, I guess you'd call them. Yeah. These are the launchers formerly that launched missiles uh, in, uh, in, the, in the Baltimore, uh, Washington, uh, Thurgood Marshall Airport there. So we, um, oh, excuse me, Baltimore, Maryland. I said Baltimore, Washington, didn't I? We want to talk to you about some TSA items. We talked to you a couple of weeks about this and we ran out of time. So we got a little more time. I mean, we're going to give you a couple more. Maybe a couple more each segment before we go on to the regular segment story. Um, I believe last time uh, we talked about the things that you can bring on the aircraft, or whether it be a, uh, 
uh, you know, in the carry-on or checked baggage. Those were okay. the differences. Right. Yeah. Carry-on or checked bag- baggages. Uh, and, and, and I think we got, uh, we, we, we just barely made it through the B's. Oh yeah. We just scratched the surface on this list. Obviously carry on is much more restrictive than checked. Yes. Yes. And then, and it, it goes on for, uh, for, forever, forever, the things you can bring. Um, and, and, and some, some of them are, are, are absolutely, uh, astounding what you can and cannot bring onto an aircraft. Um, did you know you can bring a, a, a boat paddle or a canoe paddle or a kayak paddle, you could check that in your baggage. You could check a paddle in your baggage. Okay. But, but you can't have it on the carrier. But why? Maybe you got a connecting <laughs> kayak, you know, when you get there. <laughs> it's a, okay. I'm going to get there. I got a kayak I mean, across I'm, the canal. I'm not against and, somebody bringing one. I'm yeah, just, you know. You got connecting I'll, kayaks. I'll rent on. one when I get there. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Exactly. Well, you know, they're just not as good as my kayak does. And yeah. I, mean, I, I, could, I could see. Is, is surfboard on there? I, I'm only in the seas. Okay. I'm okay. In the seas. I would say that's, you know, I can understand bring, you know, wanting to bring your own surfboard. Right. <laughs> rather than, you know, renting a surfboard. This, uh, I, this, this page, I'm going to give you a couple off this page and we're going to move into the regular story here. Okay. Um, cast iron cookware. So you, you, you can't bring, you can't bring the old skillet on the plane. Unless you check it. You could check the skillet. Okay. You can't hand okay. carry the skillet. All right. I, I am I am a fan of cast iron cookware, and I I can understand the want, but that's that stuff, stuff is so dang heavy. Yeah. No, I'm not bringing it with right. me. Exactly. I, I exactly. will I will suffer and do without that's until right. I get back home. Right. Casts, an actual cast. You know, like you'd put on your arm. Uh, you, how, how are you not gonna? This is the weird part. You can't. You can have it in your. You can have it in your check bag. You can also have it in your carry on. But they make no mention of whether you could wear it on your body part that's broken. That's where I'd have... If, if I have a cast, it's, it's on my body somewhere. Why would somebody be having, carrying a cast if they didn't have it on a broken body part? Huh? Uh, maybe a souvenir. <laughs> uh, albeit a weird souvenir, sure, but... Uh, a stinky one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cattle prods. Okay, those are fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had a guy... <laughs> listen, folks, we used to have a guy that... Uh, we used, to, we used to hang the cattle prod around the side, the metal door I handle. Was, I was, and, yeah, uh, say we found out that you can be cattle prodded through a door. Yeah, they're very conductive. When, when, when the, the door is completely metal. Six or eight <laughs> D-cell batteries, I think is what it was in there. Yeah, yeah. D-cell. When's the last time you saw a D-cell battery? Long, yeah, well, yeah. last time I was in my junk drawer. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. It's, uh, cereal. You can have it in the carry-on and check bag. Okay. Yeah. One, in case you want a snack mid-flight. Why would cereal be one of the ones? What, what prompted the TSA to say, hold on now, we need to clear up this whole cereal misunderstanding. Oh, come on, Mike. <laughs> you, how, how, how many years have you dealt with the government? They've, <laughs> they've got to establish policy and procedure for everything. Everything? Even, if, even though if something that you know, nobody is ever going to do, there's a policy somewhere on it. Everything. And it, that just goes towards this next year. Okay. Your statement is so true. Because after cereal... There are two items. Milk? No, 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 it's not milk. It's not milk. It's close, though. It's close, though. Um, and, it, and it categorizes them down further. Cheese creamy and cheese solids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I, I think that, that proves my point. Solid cheese, okay in your carry-on bag, okay in your check bag. Good. Creamy cheese. It's not cream cheese, folks. It's not cream cheese. This says cheese. Parentheses, creamy, 
Close parentheses. Okay. Check bags. You could bring some creamy cheese in. And your carry-on bags, yes, but less than 3.4 ounces or 100 milliliters. Huh. Okay. I also want to know, when did the TSA go metric? Why are we saying one milliliter? Why don't we just say three ounces or 87 milliliters? Um, they've been, they've been, come on. They've been pushing the metric system since we were kids. Remember, remember, remember seeing the 50 or the, uh, what was it? The 88 kilometers per hour I, speed limit signs when we were kids. I know, absolutely remember. I believe it was during the Carter administration. Yeah. They said, listen, here's the deal. We're going to the metric system. The world's going to the metric system. Come January 1st metric system. We learned the whole year mm-hmm. what, a, how, what a kilometer was, what a kilogram was. We learned all of it. We learned the conversion tables, and they, we learned it all. And then January 1st came around, and we went back to school, and they went, yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> just, <laughs> like, it never happened. You're like, yeah, I mean, was this just some weird way of teaching me the metric system? <laughs> yeah, what? Uh, uh, United States is what? One of, what, we're like three or four? It's uh, us, Japan, and Cuba, the only okay. ones that, uh, that don't use the metric system as I mean, a primary source. It, yeah. it makes sense to me. No, wait. But I grew Those up- are the three countries where baseball is the primary sport. <laughs> <laughs> totally screwed that up. <laughs> totally screwed I, that I up. I don't know, so I was going to go along with it. You know, I wasn't going to rat you out, but you, you, you did it to yourself. <laughs> I, know, I know United States is in, the, in a vast majority of not using the metric system. I understand the metric system, but... I don't like I, it. <laughs> I grew up on, on what was it, the, yeah. the imperial system? The imperial system, standard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. How odd is it? It's the imperial system, and now the empire doesn't use it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that yeah, was where, Where'd we get it from? Yeah. Oh, boy, boy. Uh, Maryland. Let's, uh, let's cover Maryland real quick before we, uh, before we head out into the break. Uh, Maryland, we know, has some, uh, some restrictive gun rights, gun rights laws. They have the assault weapons uh, ban in place there. They have the uh, May issue form of concealed weapons permits. Uh, they have a Democrat-controlled House, Democrat-controlled, uh, you know, Senate, you know, the Democrat in the, in the, in the governor's mansion. So it's, it's very, very near impossible for them to get any gun, gun rights or gun laws passed. You already said that. So they have, they have decided, <laughs> they have decided, you know what? What? Screw it. We're going to court. We're going to court. We're going to, based on the Heller decision, based on McDonald, we... And this is this is by one of the uh, the Republican senators there, Senator uh, Michael Michael Huff. Uh, he uh, he has decided, I'm taking the state I'm taking the state to court. Good. Based on Heller and based on McDonald, um, we are going and saying that what you're doing in what you're doing here in Maryland, uh, it's an undue burden on the people. A vast majority of people that get this permit, uh, that actually get the permits in there, they're private security or private investigators. Regular people don't get them. Regular people don't get these. Why permits. do you want one? Uh, you see that, you know, Second Amendment there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly that, right. That's why I want it. Yep. So he's uh, he's taking it to him. You know, he's got some he's got some partners. He's got some co-signers on there, and they are going uh, to take on the state of Maryland. This is amazing. A sen- a state senator from Maryland is going to take on the legality uh, or the illegality of of their Second Amendment stance in court. Nice. He's going to take them to state court. He'll take them to federal court. He said, "We're doing this. Good. We're doing this." Can I There's, vote for him? Oh, I'm, I'm, listen. Well, if he was a Democrat, you could. Oh, yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. yeah, a couple of times. Vote early and vote often. Yeah, exactly right. Yep, yep, do, it, do it every time. The, uh, he, uh, he's, going to, he's going to take them on. This is uh, Maryland is one of those 10 states, again, like I said, May issue state. Perhaps the other nine. 
now. Maybe this gives them this gives them some some forethought yeah. if they want to do it. You know, whatever their court systems happen to be. This this sounds like a good legal precedent. This sounds like a great legal precedent. Oh, from, he's, from our point of view. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, so I'm not. <laughs> I'm not worried about their point of view. Yeah, it's, it's great, those guys. Um, <laughs> the uh, so, um, the uh, this uh, this this should be good. We'll keep you updated on this. You know, it, it moves at the uh, the speed of the the, the legal system. So yeah, so yeah, it's going to be a while. Yeah, you know how that works. Hey, we get back. We got uh, we got Major Bill, and he's got uh, he's got a rather interesting story about alternative tactical firearms emplacement in the home. In the home. Forty kilometers northwest of Kandahar, Afghanistan, at a remote desert military base, American soldiers are playing video games. There are cold drinks, coffee, snacks, and comfy chairs. There's an internet connection, a putting green, frisbees, and footballs. There are DVDs, books, games, and guitars. There are toothbrushes, shaving cream, body wipes, and shampoo. This is today's USO. It's the USO to go program. With all of the above and more, selected and ordered directly by the troops themselves, packaged and shipped anywhere in the world. Today, it's just one of the ways the USO supports our troops, lifts their spirits, and serves as the link between them and the American people. People just like you. To donate and to find out more about the USO, visit us at USO.org. The USO. Until everyone comes home. First time that we saw combat as a unit, it was more surreal than anything. You're under fire, you're getting blown up. There's definitely adrenaline. There was the explosion. And I remember just opening my eyes and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery and I was on a lot of pain medicine. What's going to happen next and how long am I going to be here? The Wounded Warrior Project dropped off a backpack for me. And it had everything in there that I could possibly have needed at that time. Peer visitors, people who had been where I had been before, said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. That type of thing is an invaluable service. To be honest, I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit woundedwarriorproject.org. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits, like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Earl. The Fallen Heroes segment of Arms Room Radio 
is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Army Sergeant First Class Severin W. Sumners III died August 2, 2009, serving during Operation Enduring Freedom. Summers, 43, of Bentonia, Mississippi, was assigned to the 2nd Battalion, 20th Special Forces Group, Airborne, Mississippi Army National Guard, Jackson, Mississippi. He was killed in action in Kol Kesdar, Afghanistan, of wounds sustained when insurgents attacked his vehicle with an improvised explosive device. The Mississippi National Guardsman graduated from Christian Life Academy in 1984 and attended Louisiana State University. He was in the military for 20 years. Some were survived by his wife, parents, and three daughters. Also killed were Captain Ronald G. Lucci, Jr., 27, of Fayetteville, North Carolina, and Sergeant First Class Alejandro Granado III, 42, of Fairfax, Virginia. Gentlemen, you are not forgotten. If you or a family member or a friend have any legal issues whatsoever, feel free to give me a call at 407-480-2179 or on my cell at 407-467-4960 and I will do everything I can to see if you can get the answers you need for your friends or family or yourself to whatever your legal issue is. Wow. Even when Kevin's not here, it sounds like he's here. It sounds like he's here when he's here. It sounds like he's not here when he's here. It's a great sound. It's a great sound. (laughs) I keep uh, keep some Kevin recordings in my pockets in case I ever play them when I get a phone call. <laughs> just, they're like, oh, I think there's attorneys on the phone. Just hang up. Leave them alone. Yeah. Uh, hey, on the line with us, we have the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Please welcome back to the program, Major Bill. Ground control to Major Bill. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing today? Doing well. Doing well. And not too shabby, sir. Not too shabby. How are you doing today? Uh, it is a very... Very wet day going on here in South Florida. Oh, you're at the water theme park. Is that what yeah. you're doing? Is that a hint? Oh, yeah. I wish I was at the water theme park. <laughs> uh, uh, Officer Amy and, and the rest of the family troop are uh, up there by you uh, having fun at the water theme park. But uh, I, unfortunately, uh, have the duty this weekend. You have the duty. I have the watch. Yes, I have, I have the duty. <laughs> I have the watch. <laughs> yeah, That's I'm, I'm tied up down here. Um, so, so, uh, well, that's what, you know, listen, somebody has got to stick around and protect the, uh, protect the, protect the, the peoples, you know, protect, right, take man. care of them. Somebody, somebody's got to, you know, as I've advanced in my career, you know, I've gotten to the point now I, I know no longer get paid for what I do. I get paid for what I know. Exactly right. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's the best part of the career right there. Best part of the that's career. That's right. That's right. Yep. I just got to dodge the, uh, the, uh, the paper cuts yep. and the, uh, yep. the staple punctures and I'll be okay. That's it. So you get up there with that. That Yoda esque wisdom. Hmm, try not. <laughs> Just there is no try. There is only do or do not. <laughs> Fire you, I will. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh boy, oh boy. So, so, sir, how are things in the world of law enforcement today? You have a you have a story for us. You have you have a you have a tale. You have a you have a, an anecdote that you would like to share. Yes, yes. So, keeping with the theme of being wet. Uh, you know, let's let's jump on the old the old uh, Google Earth there, and let's uh, head up to German Township uh, up there in the uh, beautiful state of Ohio, not far outside of Dayton. Uh, and you know, Mike, much like you and Earl and and Kevin and myself, no matter where we go, uh, no matter what we do, there's no such thing as a gun-free zone. Right, right. One of us is there, uh, and this 
Mr. Uh, Richard uh, Weingartner uh, would, would also extend to him, and even to being in the shower. Yeah. Now, you know, we all try to justify this to our to our uh, our better halves uh, that you know we need a we need a gun in in every room, we need a gun in in every corner because you just never know. You never know. Uh, and this is one of those cases. You know, you just never know. You're taking a shower, and uh, you know, Mr. Weingartner's uh, house was burglarized four times in the last two months. Right. So, understandably, he's he was pretty upset. You know, on edge. You know, a little little edgy there. Uh, so, you know, he he had uh, installed in his shower what he called his shower gun. <laughs> well, he's in the shower, and what do you think he hears? Um, well, somebody mm, breaking in. Somebody breaking in. You are right. <laughs> Earl, you get the gold star of the day. Oh, yeah. right. Jim. Beach to it. <laughs> so he go, he, and he had his shower gun. He was well equipped with it. Uh, sounded like incoming. Uh, <laughs> Heads up. Like I said, where it's, it's a severe storm going on here yep, in South yep. Florida. Uh, and he grabbed his cell phone, called 911, grabbed his shower gun, and went shrieking. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> Out, they call him the streak. Uh, yes, yes, out of the, uh, the the bathroom and confronted the the burglar who was in his, in his house. Now, the nine one one recording is very interesting for what I understand, but they haven't released it yet. Uh, but uh, he did you know, give the dispatcher uh, you know the information saying that that he was being broken into. Right. Uh, they recorded the confrontation. Uh, on the 911 call. A lot of the, uh, um, get that thing off of me yeah, kind of comments. Yeah. <laughs> Stop touching me don't, with that. You know, <laughs> don't, don't point that at me. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, so, uh, he held the man at gunpoint for as long as he could. Right. Uh, and, you know, the guy was, uh, according to Mr. Weingartner, uh, trying to talk to him to make him believe that, you know, hey, I'm not, a, I'm a great guy. I'm not a bad guy. I'm not here to cause yes. any problems. Right. Um, which, of course, he found to be odd because, you broke into my house. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah, I don't know if this guy's more scared at this point. Listen, you break into somebody's house, a guy comes running at you. I don't know if I'm more scared that he's excited and pointing a gun at me or he's excited and naked. <laughs> and, and, and soaking wet. And soaking wet, yeah. Point, pointing a gun at Point, me. Pointing a gun at me, yeah. That's, mm. so, I'm pointing a gun and a, and a revolver. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> hey oh. So uh, yeah, and then uh, they hear uh, as the, the burglar tries to flee, uh, Mr. Weingartner chases him out of the house. Uh, the uh, bad guy jumps into uh, a gray SUV, and Mr. Weingartner uh, says he fired several shots in an attempt to uh, to blow out the tires. There you go. Uh, of the vehicle. There you go. I saw that on Lethal Weapon, folks. Right. right. Bill, uh, Major Bill, would you like to give any advice to anybody about? Shooting the tires out of a fleeing somebody who committed a crime against you? Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. don't, don't. Yeah, no. Don't. Listen, I'll save you a lot of money. You don't need to call Kevin right now. I will tell you. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do but it. If you do, then you call Kevin. Yeah, that's it. That's right. Yeah. Just take my advice up front. Don't do it. Yeah. Uh, so, well, you know, he didn't get far away. The police were already in route because he was on the phone with 911, and uh, they caught him at an intersection. And it turns out that a 38-year-old... Uh, Jason Moak, or Moak, uh, <laughs> was identified as the burglar, and it seems yeah. that he was one of the suspects that had previously burglarized Mr. Weingartner's house. What a coincidence. 
Yeah, he's <laughs> a great SUV was captured on uh, the surveillance video outside of Mr. Weingarten's house. Wow. So, uh, so he was additionally charged. Now, luckily, he didn't hit uh, Mr. Moak, or it would be a different story, as, right. as we alluded to. Uh, but, you know, all good things that, that uh, you know, come to an end. <laughs> and uh, bad guy's behind bars, and uh, maybe he can, uh, you know, get that extra gun in the basement now. Let me, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Let me let me ask you about the uh, the, the method for shower concealment. Did you uh, did you happen to? Uh, was there pictures? Was there video uh, yeah, of how yeah, this I, happened? I saw, saw the picture. There is a a uh, almost like a clear plastic uh, lunchbox. <laughs> oh. uh, you can get these at, at Home Depot. As you like, <laughs> and, you know, like you put your little bait and tackle stuff in. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 He had that mounted right right to the shower wall. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, okay. You know, you know, keep keep the the gun dry. You don't get any of that gun oil dripping down into the shower pan. Right. And uh, you know, it's there. It's there in case you need it. Hold on a second. Let me type this up. Dear Mister Weingartner, Bravo, sir. Bravo. Boy, that's a. I just found the picture too. I just found the picture. You're exactly right. This is the lunchbox or the small organizational, you know, plastic box. Literally hanging from a hook in his shower. <laughs> yep, you gotta love it, uh, but you gotta make sure that uh, whatever uh, gun you're putting in there has the no slip grip. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, you may want to get yourself something in a polymer. Also, there's even though it's secure in there, there might be some humidity. You want you might want to right, right. worry about that. Oh well, that's ridiculous. That's great stuff. Well, uh, listen, Major, we appreciate you joining us this week. Uh, as we do every week. Uh, until then, you know, maybe everybody gets a shower gun, but uh, please stay safe down there. All right, guys. And all my brothers and sisters of the blue, remember, wear your vest, wear your seatbelt, check your sticks, always go home at the end of your shift. Do us arms room radio, come to you live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. The guys will see you right after the break. The Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off of Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? 
you can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. Hi, this is Mike, and I'm a satisfied client. Self-defense issues? Max. Law. Orlando. Car crash or personal injury? Max. Law. Orlando. Does your business have a lawyer of record? Max. Law. Orlando. Gun problems? Max. Law. Orlando. Do you provide a product or service but can't afford a lawyer? Max. Law. Orlando. Do you have a full-service law firm on speed dial? Max. Law. Orlando. Then these guys can make you a deal. Check them out at maxlaworlando.com for all your legal needs. This commercial has been paid for by The Arms Room. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Earl. The following segment is brought to you by Snagmag. Snagmag is the premier concealment holster for your magazine. Check them out today at snagmag.com. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal, a cell phone pistol studios. Last segment, Earl. Already? Comes around just like Man. that every time. Just like that every time, every time. Um, let's, uh, let's, we got to talk about a couple of different things here. Georgia Carry. Don't forget the Georgia Carry event is coming up in uh, Helen, Georgia, next weekend. Next weekend. It's Friday, Saturday is the event, then with a the breakfast on Sunday. So it's Friday, Saturday up in Helen, Georgia. Go to GeorgiaCarry.org or GAcarry.org. GAcarry.org. Uh, we talked about our friends from Splitter Customs. You got some custom. Uh, you got some custom work done on your firearm. I seen them do a Skittles gun. Looks Skittles. Like, yeah, it looks like another you know, green bag of Skittles, uh-huh. and it says uh, you know Skittles, and it's got it's got the little rainbow color. They did a Skittles gun, AR and Skittles. Huh. Okay. Did, did, did a Skittles gun. Just so that I mean they could do anything. Then I saw some incredible, incredible camouflage, like uh, like lay it down and like it's gone. Like where uh, am I going? Where am I going? That'd be, that's that, yeah. I, I want one camo. Yeah. But that's my fear is I'm going to be out in the woods and. You know, have to, you know, nature's going to call. I'm yep. going to set it down, turn yep. around, take care of business. And be gone. Crap, be gone. Where did I put it? It'll be gone. Dang it. You know what they got for you then? What's that? Glow in the dark paint to go on that. <laughs> nice. So you I could, need that. You could lose it. Just come back at night and you'll find it. Oh, okay. Just like that. Cool. Just like that. And then, of course, we talked to uh, uh, Eric Tanzi from uh, the instilldistilling.com, instilldistilling.com. He's the, as of this past week, former police officer with Raleigh Police Department that they're, they're, yeah. uh, they're, they're, cowardly chief of police uh you know their their liberal chief of police fired because you know he owns part of a business that promotes uh, you know social uh, you know justice and uh, you know he, you know listen we want to we take part in the community we want to help out the neighborhood you know he, all those things are horrible are horrible so so she fired him yeah, great subordination insubordination know, he, he's part owner of a legal licensed yep uh Alcohol manufacturer. Yeah, yeah. He's not he, out there he, serving underage yeah, girls. I'd say he doesn't not, even yeah. doesn't even sell it to anybody. No. The, the only customer he sells it to is a distributor. That's it. Exactly right. He's he's simply a manufacturer. Yep. Actually, you know, you know, part ownership right. of a manufacturer. Right. Exactly. Exactly right. Uh, and then of course uh, we had major we had major Bill with us. Um, we are we're still watching uh, on the news uh, behind us the uh, the shooting out in El Paso, Texas. Um, all I could tell you is um, th- there's no answers yet. No, uh, no it's, it's still yeah. ongoing. Yeah, uh, I've seen uh, 
one person in custody, uh, you know, 18 uh, shot, uh, one person died. That's, that's, yeah, so far. But that could all change, you know, two minutes from now. Mm-hmm. Two minutes from now. What we do have is more information about the shooting at the Garlic Festival. Out in California. Out in uh, Sacramento. Um, uh, about, uh, or it was last week. It was, it was the Sunday, I believe, uh, after, after we were off the air. Yes. Um, we, we will probably have uh, with us soon Mr. Craig DeLuz. He actually lives in the Sacramento area, so we'll, we will discuss, uh, discuss this with him when we get the opportunity. Uh, gunman killed at least three people in California Food Festival. Now we've all we've all seen this. We've we've seen what's going on out there. We've seen mm-hmm. that uh, this uh, this guy uh, this uh, this this whack job young man. Uh, I believe he was uh, was it twenty twenty one years old, something along those lines. He uh, he uh, he decided he was going to go to the uh, the garlic festival. If you've seen anything about the garlic festival, it's been going on since uh, late seventies. You know, it's 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 been there. It's been there for a while. It's uh, wow. <laughs> it's a it's a food festival. It's it's not the whole time. I mean, they, yeah, they only do it like no. one weekend a year. No, you know? I just I okay. just I mean I. Some recipes, I okay, I can enjoy garlic, but yeah. I don't enjoy garlic enough to have a festival about it. See, now I'm 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 like the opposite way. I'm I'm a uh, the only thing I think that uh, garlic needs is more garlic. Yeah, because yeah. I, I want I know I want it well, stronger. Th- th- there's a lot of Italian in your heritage too. So. There there is, and that's mostly from the wine. <laughs> um, the uh, let's see, we've got uh, some of the some of the facts from out there, and this is this is what I want, I want to make sure you understand because this is where we're going to go with this, and this is probably where we're end up going with. The, uh, the the shooting out in El Paso as well. Uh, it, you know, next week we'll talk to you about El Paso. Um, this festival here uh, was one hundred percent entirely a gun free item. Gun free, gun free. It was. Oh yeah, they had security fencing all the way, you know completely surrounding the event. Weapons of any kind were prohibited, mm-hmm. according to the the event's website, which also said anyone wearing clothing or paraphernalia indicating membership in a gang, including a motorcycle club. Would be refused entry. Well, then, Earl, obviously, that sounds a problem. Not only did they declare it as a gun-free zone and put the signs up, they put up fences also. Yeah. So clearly, that's that's got to be the end of it. Yeah, physical security. They did physical security. They put the signs up. Clearly, that means there can be no firearms there. Sounds like it to me. Done. Problem solved. Problem staying solved. Just like that. Unless, unless... Somebody you, has a set of bolt cutters. Yeah, somebody says, you know what? I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm planning to go commit some uh, some capital offenses, some fence offenses that they could put me to the death penalty for. Mm-hmm. Don't think I'm going to worry about that misdemeanor trespassing charge. Don't think I'm going to worry about that misdemeanor trespassing charge at all. So he goes over there, and he goes to the uh, Garlic Festival, and he says, uh, "Well, look at this fence right here. I want to go through this fence. Well, gee, it has a no trespassing sign." It has a no, it's a gun-free zone sign. I think I'm just going to cut my way through this fence. I think I'm going to climb over this fence. And I think I'm going to go in here and I'm going to shoot people. Yeah. But I don't, I mean, already we see in the cries from out there, Earl, you, you, know what, you know what the problem is? You know why this happened? Guns. Because Nevada doesn't have, or Nevada allows assault weapons. And this, this rifle was born was was uh, purchased in Nevada, and then he took the rifle from Nevada to California. Okay, so that's another crime he committed. Oh no! no don't worry about the crimes he committed. It's the gun's yeah. fault. It's right. the gun's fault. Yeah. yeah. So oh. he took the guns from one location to another because you can't go. You can't bring them into California, just like you said, Earl. And I don't know if you heard uh, the same information I did. Uh, everybody wants to just simply say assault weapon. It was an SKS. Yeah, not even an assault weapon. No. no, it's a. Of five round magazine, or excuse me, ten round 
attached magazine, uh, old rifle made in the uh, 1950s, you know, mm-hmm. 1960s. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's, uh, it's not an assault weapon, not an assault weapon. But he got it there, brought it across, brought it across the border, the old California border. So this guy, um, uh, then then it was reported that the police gunned him down. It's now it's now come out that uh, it was a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Yeah, that uh, that he killed himself. Um, the police were there. I've seen, um, and I've seen this reported as one minute. I've seen it reported as two minutes. Let's go with one minute. Let's yeah. go with one. Let's go with yeah. one minute. I'm, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. One minute. Police officers are there working the event. One minute, they respond. Don't worry, folks. It's a gun-free zone. The cops got you covered. Mm-hmm. Cops got you covered. One minute. Three people killed. Oh yeah. Three people. Three people killed. Yeah. Not everybody here is a fan of what I'm going to call the shooting sports like you and I are. Right, right. But I'm going to say... Like hockey. 90, yeah. <laughs> he shoots, he scores! You know, 99.9% yeah. of our listening audience follows some type of sport. Right, right. How long and how much action takes place in that sport, you know, I'm going to say on the field, yeah. in one minute. Oh, a lifetime. Come yeah, on. That's, yeah. that's forever. Yeah. I mean, ga- games are yeah. won and lost in that last minute. I dare anybody so, to hold their breath for one minute these days. Oh, th- yeah. There's yeah. a few people that can yeah. even come close to that. Yep. This is it. And this is the problem. You know, the police are there. This is a, it's a security event. You know, they're there to help and you know, maintain the peace. One minute, three people killed. One minute. The video shows people fleeing the gun-free zone. Earl, don't they know they're in the gun-free zone? If they flee the gun-free zone, they won't be safe. Yeah, well, apparently now it's not a gun-free zone because somebody broke in with one. But yeah, and and I'm not knocking anything on the response time. Oh no, I, no, no! I, I firmly, That's a great response time. I yeah, say, I firmly believe all officers involved acted admirably and to the best of their abilities. Probably heroes in the bunch. Yes, no, no doubt yes, in my mind. Yes. Yeah, but an officer, I'm going to say, an officer. The you you pick any agency, any officer. The most physically fit, the fastest yep. runner you can find. I'm going to be his response time if somebody is shooting at me. That's right. You on, on my worst day, yeah. I will beat his response time if someone is shooting at me. Because the victim is the first responder. Yes. Yep. Exactly right. Listen, unless unless that uh, unless there's one officer for every one citizen and they stay with them all day long. You're, you're, you're never going to have match the firepower, match the preparedness of, of a citizen carrying a fire to protect themselves. Yes. That's exactly it. Um, listen, we had a great show. I want to thank, again thank uh, uh, you know old friend Eric Tanzi for joining us from instilldistilling.com. That's instilldistilling.com. We will stay in touch with him and get you updates. Don't forget Splitter Customs for all your, for all your firearms coding needs. Uh, georgiacarry.org. We'll be coming to you from there next weekend. georgiacarry.org. And thank you to Major Bill, as usual. Until next week, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Remember, keep your head on a swivel. The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, 
when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Caltech. See more at caltechweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. <laughs> 